listening to the Go and Tell Gals podcast, and I'm your host, Jess Connolly. On each episode, I'll have a guest who will give us a peek into what it looks like for her to run on mission in her everyday life. Our prayer is that it leaves you encouraged and spurred on to go and tell the good news right where you're at. Hey friends, we've got an interview today with an incredible woman. She's had a massive impact on my life. Her name is Cheryl Luke. She's a pastor. She's a coach. She's a friend. She's a mentor. She's a leader of this generation. Here's what you're going to hear from her interview and from her story. You're going to hear about the incredible power of staying. As we build Go and Tell Gals and as we talk about going and telling, I know that one of the most valuable places we can go is where we're already sent. And so I hope you hear that in Cheryl's story. I hope you're encouraged and blessed and excited by it. Friends, oh man, are you in for a treat today? We have my friend Cheryl Luke on today who I every time I'm with Cheryl I can't decide if I want her to disciple me or be my boss or be my best friend I really maybe all three but if you know Cheryl you love her and if you haven't met her yet you are going to love her thank you so much for taking the time to be here it's an honor and you're so sweet Ugh, you're so I'm, sweet I mean every word of it Cheryl, I know all about, I don't know all about your life. I want to know more, but I know a little bit about your life. Tell women where you're at, what day-to-day life looks like. What's your job? Tell them all that. Yeah. So I am in my 50s, 54, and I'm really grasping the fact that I am an older woman. And it's taken me a couple of years to get a hold of that. But I work at a church here in Austin, Texas called Shoreline. I've attended this church for about 26 years and um, have been on staff for about 16 And I've worked in several different departments, women's ministry, recovery, assimilation, hospitality, logistics. I oversee our youth and young adult ministries and have the opportunity to have my hands in several areas of church life. And I love every bit of it. I speak at conferences and retreats and I'm a life coach. I am the national director for cultural communities for Celebrate Recovery and single and have amazing family members and the greatest great nieces and nephews that the world can offer. I'm so blessed. There are a few things that I didn't know. Number one, I didn't know about your work with Celebrate Recovery. I love that. What an incredible program. Yeah, it is. I want to come back to that. But here's one thing I want to just pause on that I I want to make sure everyone heard. 26 years at the same church. Yes. Tell our listeners what that's like, because I want to almost bet that no one who will listen can have experienced that. Yep. It has been the most rewarding, the most difficult, the most victorious. I've seen days where I felt defeated in 26 years. You see people come and go. I've met my dearest friends in life at my church. I have opportunities that I probably wouldn't have otherwise had because of my experience at my church and my pastor's heart for life and ministry hasn't changed at all. haven't changed since day one. I believe when I started, there were probably 
200 to 300 people and now we're at 5,000 ish and to have seen that much growth over the years has been it's been a blessing and an honor but and it hasn't been easy I don't want anyone to think that church life is easy because you know it's not yeah yeah that is just remarkable and beautiful. And yeah. I mean, I'm going to tell you that every day I pray for somebody like Cheryl to to come alongside us in our church. And so that just really blesses me and encourages me. Talk a little bit about Celebrate Recovery. How did you get yeah. involved with them? What does your yeah. work look like with them? So it's, it's pretty interesting. I oversaw the lady that um, ran the ministry about five years ago and she moved. And so I was asked to take over. And so I would say that God tricked me into Celebrate Recovery. Love it. I love the ministry. I love the leadership. I love the fact that our pastor has a heart for people who need recovery. And he understands that everyone that is alive needs recovery at some level. And I have been involved again for about four years. I've done the 12-step program and think it would work for anyone because we all have issues. We all have hurts. We all have hangups. We all have habits of some kind that we need to get on the other side of. And in the last year, they've asked me to come on as their national director for cultural communities. And that means that I am helping people groups who are underrepresented in our country and help them find recovery through Celebrate Recovery. And, you know, some cultures find it difficult to talk about their challenges challenges. And we've really found a way to help them do that through this amazing ministry. I love that. Is there a part of your life that's private or not a part of your actual jobs, your actual roles that looks like mission that maybe other people wouldn't know about or wouldn't see from the surface? Yes, because I'm very busy. I don't think people who would realize or understand that discipleship and bringing people alongside to do life with me, I don't think people would know that that is a value to me. And it's not necessarily the next generation, it's the generations, because we have people of every age group who really don't understand that they've been created for life and experiences that are much bigger than they are. Yeah. And so to grab somebody by the hand and have them do life or ministry with you, it's important. It's in my DNA. Mm, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Someone did that for me, Jess, Mm. when I was younger. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What does discipleship look like for you? Is it more scheduled? Is it more rhythmic? Tell us Mm -hmm. what it looks like. It's both and. Mm. So on the job day to day, there are women and men who I have the honor to work with who at any given moment will find themselves in my office, either laying on the floor in my, on my carpet or sitting across the desk from me. And we'll just talk about challenges or they'll share a victory that they've had or they'll want a little bit of advice and I will provide that for them. I have a group of women that a friend of mine, Jennifer Ornstein, we meet with them every Thursday at noon and we sit in my office and we talk and we've done that for several months. I have a group of women from about three years ago that my sister and I met with once a month and we read books together and we came back and we talked about the books, but the relationships that were formed in that group have lived beyond that time together. Yeah, it's a part of my life. Love it. I love it yeah. so much. Yeah. What is the hardest part about running on mission in this season? Mm. 
I think the hardest part for me is not being able to control my outcomes. Mm. We pray for things and we see how things in our mind are going to turn out. And God has a way of knowing what's best for us. And when things in the process aren't going the way we think they should go, you know, just letting go and allowing Father God, who knows all things, to manage my life because he knows so much better than I do. Just allowing him to work on the outcome, that's really difficult for me. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. really, really, really yeah. difficult. So yeah. what do you do? Let's say, let's say you're discipling someone mm-hmm. and let's go like massively spiritual. You're praying yep. for some kind of growth or fruit and you're putting in, you know, the effort really for their good, not for your yeah. glory. And mm-hmm. it doesn't go the way you'd hoped. Yeah. Where do you turn? How does yeah. God meet you in that? Well, I've, I've learned because, again, I said someone discipled me when I was younger. And then I had a, a mother who I just don't have the words to describe her relationship with the Lord or her relationship with other people. So I got to see firsthand how relationships worked and what she did when they didn't work. Mm-hmm. And so I've learned to give it over to the Lord and allow him again to work things out. Even when I'm disappointed, even when I'm broken or hurt, disappointed, I have to find a place in Christ where I allow him to minister to me. I don't, I can't control the outcome. Yeah. I I just can't. Yeah, that's good. A while ago, I was having a hard time really letting go of the outcome. And for me in this particular one, it was a book. It wasn't even the like worldly success of the book, but I was just wondering, does this long-term thing that has really taken a large part of my life and a large part of my heart, is it impactful? Like, will it work? Is this shifting anything for anyone? And a friend just went just straight from my gut and said, do you know that you're valuable if you never mm. write again? And wow. and it almost was like a cliche, like, of course, yeah, of course I know I'm valuable even if I never write again. And then she was like, really, do you know what value mm-hmm. you bring to the kingdom if you could right. never say another word? Right. And it, it was this massive gut check for me of like, I, oh man, yeah. I really do matter to the kingdom just being here. And just showing up and being a part of it. So even what I give is worship. Right. And that helps me let go of the outcome so much. And isn't it freeing when you get that revelation, Mm -hmm. even piece of it, you know, knowing that it's all up to him. It's, It's not up to us. Our responsibility is to do what we can and do the best we can and meet that with his anointing or his strengthening us or, or whatever it is. And he's responsible for the outcome. That's a, that's a, that's a very good thing. Hey friends, I want to take a minute in the middle of this podcast to make sure that you know about Go Teams. Go Teams are just one arm of what we do here at Go and Tell Gals, but it is our intentional coaching groups where we encourage women in their individual callings. If you don't know what we're talking about, here's the quick story. Go teams are groups of 15 women who receive online coaching in their calling while entering into intentional community to spur one another on. You might not know this, but I've been coaching women for years and years in small business and in ministry and also in all things publishing. And genuinely, my heart is to see as many women as possible step into the gifts God has given them to use what they've got for his glory and the good of others. 
but we realized a few months ago that there was a flaw in my coaching and that women needed other women to spur them on and keep them excited about what God had asked them to do. They needed other women to walk with after the coaching was over. So we restructured everything and introduced Go Teams. And now three times a year, we take 90 women through this online coaching process in their individual callings. And then we also resource them with one another with groups that they can keep going as long as they like. If you want to hear more about Go Teams, we are launching our next set of teams in January 2019 and spots open this week. Make sure you're following the Go and Tell Gals Instagram or that you've subscribed to our newsletter so you can get more information. We would love to see the seeds that God has planted in you come to the surface. We would love to encourage you in the gifts he's given you and we would love to give you everything we've got to spur you on and keep you encouraged. are carrying a lot yes and I am blessed by it I can see it are there any small tips or tricks are there any tools that God's brought you that just help you keep your eyes on him or help you run more efficiently help you keep your passion what is helping you do what you're supposed to do yeah I've learned to uh, walk slowly which is a phrase that I use because I am so busy I've learned or I'm learning to make sure that while I am on mission I don't miss what's happening around me mm. and I'm aware of who is around me. And I think about how Jesus, when he was on his way to, um, do something for somebody, how he was interrupted and how he took the time in that moment to minister. And so I'm learning to really appreciate those, what I call supernatural or holy interruptions. Mm. And then practically in the morning, I like to get up and do breathing exercises for just five or 10 minutes and concentrate on his goodness and to set my intention, if you will, for the day. And that for some reason has been life for me. It centers me. It helps me remember who he is and who I am. And then there's morning coffee, of course. Yes. I like both of those things. (laughs) Breathing and coffee. coffee. Yes. Right. How do you live breathing and coffee? Breathing and coffee. Um, On that note, do you have an Apple Watch? I don't. Okay. I, after long resistance, decided to get the Apple Watch. Tell me because I'm at the road. Okay. Well, I, I really wanted to know, like, will it make me be on my phone less? And the truth is, I mean, right, it, it just takes discipline either way, but yeah. it is a really helpful tool for being on your phone less if you want really? to be. Yeah. So how does it work? How so? For me, I don't have my email connected to it. So okay. I only have texts and calls on it. So okay. I can just leave my phone in my purse, in my bag when mm. I'm trying to work, when I'm meeting with someone, I can like do a quick glance at my, you know, with kids or with appointments. I wish I could be totally inaccessible, but it makes me nervous, you know, right. being a yep. woman with any kind of responsibility makes me nervous just to lose my phone forever and ever. So I can do a quick check at my wrist, like, okay, everything's fine. We're good. But my phone can stay away. I can also listen to podcasts through it or sermons through it or even audible books through my through my watch instead of my phone so that I just don't even have to be on my phone. You know, I just don't even have to touch it, which I just find keeps me off email and social media. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You might be convincing me. So that, but then the thing I was going to say about breathing is that there is like a meditation breathe app on it that uses the haptics, which are the, like the way the watch vibrates against your skin to basically like you breathe with the rhythm of the haptics, the way it beats against your skin. And it is my favorite thing to do ever. And I like anything that's like a metric that turns into a game, into a competition. So my phone will pop up and say, yesterday you breathed for two minutes. Oh. Why don't you breathe for three minutes today? Yes. I'm like, okay, yeah. okay, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I will <Okay>. beat you. <laughs> I might have to get my a watch now, an Apple watch. <laughs> I will breathe better than I did yesterday. I, I love try. that. just a few spitfire questions Cheryl there's so much more I want to ask you but we're just gonna have to have you on the podcast more often because I would love to come back you have so much wisdom that I know women need to hear and I just know you obviously have literal decades of Mm -hmm. running a mission and ministry and so we just want to soak up anything we can here are a fun few questions to end on do you care about the Enneagram is my first one and what Enneagram number are you if you do care yep I'm learning to care I am I'm a one and girl, it resonated. And then I said, Oh, that's why. Mm. That's why I do what I do. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm going to tell you about this. Have you listened to any of the Enneagram songs by sleeping at last? No. Okay. If you go on Apple music or Spotify or wherever you listen to music, Sleeping at Last is the band's name, and they have written Enneagram songs. They've written one for every Enneagram number through seven. They haven't gotten to eight and nine yet. Okay. My husband is a one on the Enneagram, and the song they wrote for Enneagram Ones literally made me just sob my eyes out. Okay, I'm going to read you some of the lyrics. Okay, good. Okay. Oh, man. Here's the chorus. I want to sing a song worth singing. Mm. I'll write an anthem worth repeating. I want to feel the transformation, a melody of reformation. Yeah. So if you don't know about ones, sometimes people call them the perfectionist, which I think is like a, you know, kind of like a too quick name to put on them. Yeah. They're really the reformers. Like they want to see everything be better. They want to see everything be right. Not because they want to get ahead, not because they want to impress anyone, but just because things being done right is so important and so valuable to them. So I'll read you some other lyrics from it. The list goes on forever of all the ways I could be better. In my mind, as if I could earn God's favor given time, or at least congratulations. That line gets me every time. If I as if I could yeah. earn God's favor, like I know I can, yeah. but it but maybe yeah. He would just tell me like congrats, right. <laughs> which I'm like I've just never seen anything truer yeah. than for how my husband lives. I I feel that for him. Um, right. Yeah, and knowing more about ones on the Enneagram really just helps you love them and and want to see them in their lane and want to. I I mean now that I'm. I know more about ones on the Enneagram. I need my husband to bring that voice of reformation to our life. Sure. Okay. So what are, what are you? I'm an eight on the Enneagram. I'm an eight wing seven. 
Okay. And eights are typically the controller. That's that's okay. what you're known for. <laughs> so eights <laughs> and ones together, if you look at like how they interact together, it basically the experts will say an eight and a one together will either like blow the world up or they'll make it a better place. And it's okay. kind of there just to the side. But ones tend to think that eights are like brash, they're not thinking, they're moving too quickly, they're too passionate, okay. and eights think that ones are trying to keep them inside the lines and trying to control them, and ah. um, once they can get over those fears about each sure. other, it's exciting. things can happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that. So good. Oh, yeah. You guys should listen to those Enneagram songs. My whole office, it's all we're talking about right now. We just, we can't stop listening to them, and I'm excited for the eight and nine songs to come out, so. Sure, sure. What books are you reading? Are there any books that are just currently rocking your world? I am listening to Brene Brown's new book on leadership and just started it. And I am a big fan of hers. I I can't wait to get all the way in it. Mm. You are the second podcast guest I've had today that has said that as their book. So I need to go listen to it. Yeah. It's totally out now, right? It's out. Okay. All right. I'm going to go listen to it. Daring to Lead by Brene Brown. That's right. I want to know this about you. I'm really curious. I almost want to guess, but I won't. But what's your coffee order? Vanilla latte. Okay. Is that what you're going to guess? It wasn't what I was going to guess. I almost had like vibes that you didn't like coffee. Maybe that you were like a tea gal. Okay. Well, let me tell you, I am a new coffee girl, probably three years in. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I I could feel that. I could feel that. Mm -hmm. Do you have a secret talent or is there a secret talent you wish you had? Well, I do. I have a couple and uh, that I'd want to share with you. So one, <laughs> one is I can speak Pig Latin fluently. <gasps> I'm so we, happy. When we were kids, um, I don't know why, but my mother taught us Pig Latin and we've spoken it for years. And so now when our family is together and the younger generation is with us, we just break out in Pig Latin and nobody knows what we're talking about. Okay. I would like, can you tell us what you're doing for the rest of the day in Pig Latin? Yes, I can. because that just makes me happy. Second of all, I'm happy because I think I heard you say that you're going to go get an Apple watch and listen to the Enneagram songs. That's right. And that makes me even more happy. Okay. What are your other secret talents? I am a hairstylist, a cosmetologist. (gasps) Wow. Yeah. What a valuable tool to have. It really is. I don't operate in that capacity at all much anymore. I do a few people's hair, but just having that in my back pocket in certain situations has been invaluable. That is seriously just such a helpful tool to have. Yeah. Man, that's a good word. That's a good word. That's a good word. (laughs) People might think I'm kidding about how how spiritually I'm taking hair right now, but it's just such a way to minister to people. And I mean, especially in ministry, to just be able to like not have your hair look crazy or to not have somebody else's hair look crazy is huge. Exactly. Love it. Yeah. Are there any other secret talents we need to know of? I think that's it for now. I've got a few, but I can't think of any other. We'll save them for the next interview because those are rich. Um, Do you have a favorite lipstick? I have two favorite lipsticks. They're both by Urban Decay. Okay. And one is Firebird and the other one is called Rocksteady. Okay. I want to know about both of those. 
Yep. The first one is a hot pink and the other is like a deep, rich red and both look great on dark skin. I love it. So good. Yeah. Cheryl, I hope this is really just the first of many times that we get to talk to you, but oh. I know your time is so valuable. I'm so thankful you took time to share with us and just give us a Thanks. snippet into this season for you. Thank you for inviting me on your podcast. I love talking to you. My joy. You are amazing friends. Thanks for joining us today with Cheryl Lou. Cheryl Luke. What a blessing. What an encouragement. What a peaceful and also purposeful voice for us to learn from and follow as she follows Jesus. Here's what I'm taking away from that time with Cheryl. Two things that she said, walk slowly and let God determine the outcome. In Jesus' name, I wonder what it would look like if we all decided today to walk a little bit slower, to notice what he's already up to, to ask him for eyes to see the people around us the way he sees them, I wonder what it would look like for us to let go of one determined outcome we had been hoping for and instead say to God, you can do whatever you want to do here. I can't wait to see what you'll do here. I hope you go follow Cheryl on Instagram. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. If you have a minute, we would be so grateful if you would leave a quick review or share the podcast with your friends. We're just getting started and we're so excited to have you. Thanks, friends. We'll see you in a few days.